Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms. We're ready for Psalm 124, 125, 126, and 127. Uh, We're also going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 6. This is still a continuation of those psalms that are called songs of degrees or or songs of going up, uh, which likely is referring to songs that were sung by the Israelites um, as they would pilgrimage up for the annual feast. We're going to really focus in on Psalm... Well, we're going to focus in on a couple of verses, and we're going to be reading some commentary from Matthew Henry this morning. I think these words are going to speak to you this morning. Um, They've certainly spoken to me. So open up your hearts, and let's see what the Word of God has to say for us today. Let's begin. Psalm 124, King James Bible. A Song of Degrees of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now Israel may say. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. When men rose up against us. Then they swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul was escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Psalm 125 They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity. Do good, O Lord unto those that be good, to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. Please note, one of the verses I wanted to focus in on that kind of jumped out to me was verse 3, which says, For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. I wanted to read you the commentary from Matthew Henry on that verse. Here's what he has to say. The rod of the wicked may come, may fall upon the righteous, upon their persons, upon their estates, upon their liberties, their family names, on anything that falls to their lot. Only it cannot reach their souls. 
and though it may come upon their lot, it shall not rest thereon. The Lord will make all work together for their good. The wicked shall only prove a correcting rod, not a destroying sword. Even this rod shall not remain upon them, lest they distrust the promise, thinking God has cast them off. So even when God allows the wicked to put the rod upon his people, it's temporary. He'll use it for our good. He'll use it maybe for correction. But it will not be a destroying sword. Let's continue on. Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we were glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him. Psalm 127, a song of degrees for Solomon. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman watches, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are children as of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Please note, one more section I wanted to focus in on, and I got a, a substantial chunk, a paragraph to read to you from Matthew Henry's commentary on the value of divine blessing. Because what Solomon is saying here is, no matter what it is, whatever you attempt to do in your life, if it's not ordained, blessed if it's not something that you're being led to do by the Lord it's in vain you can set out to do the thing it's going to fall flat unless it be of God Solomon's saying if the city is not protected by God then the watchman on the tower it, it's vanity you can watch all you want you're not going to be able to protect it let me read those first couple of verses again and then I'll give you the commentary from Matthew Henry except the Lord build the house they labor in vain that build it except the Lord keep the city the watchman watches but in vain it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows 
for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Here's the commentary from Matthew Henry. The Value of Divine Blessing Let us always look to God's providence, and all the affairs and business of family we, we must depend upon his blessing. For raising a family, if God be not acknowledged, we have no reason to expect his blessing, and the best laid plans fail unless he crowns him with success. For the safety of our family or a city, except the Lord keep the city the watchman, though they neither slumber nor sleep, wake but in vain. Mischief may break out, which even early discoveries may not be able to prevent. For enriching a family, some are so eager upon the world that they are continually full of care, which makes their comforts bitter and their lives a burden. All this to get money, but in all vain except God prosper them. While those who love the Lord use in diligence in their lawful callings and casting their care upon Him have needful success without uneasiness or vexation, our care must be to keep ourselves in the love of God. Then we may be easy, whether we have a little or much of this world. But we must use the proper means very diligently, diligently. Children are God's gift of a heritage. Actually, he's, that's the part. That's the other part he's talking about. I just wanted to focus on that first part. God's divine blessing. If God is not the one, <laughs> then it's in vain. All right, let's read our chapter out of Ecclesiastes, and then we'll wrap it up for today. We're ready for Ecclesiastes chapter 6, the unfolding continued, the view of man's inevitable end. I have a feeling we're going to hear some more about how things are vain, lest God be the orchestrator. Twelve short verses. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. A man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desireth. Yet God give him not power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. If a man begat a hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his years be many, and his soul be not filled with good, and also that he have no burial, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. Let's read that again. If a man begat a hundred children and live many years so that the days of his years be many and his soul not be filled with good and also that he have no burial I say that an untimely birth is better than he remember Solomon which look if he, this is never an accident right what are the odds that these things are falling at the same time that last psalm that we read and what did Solomon say in that last psalm about, you know, 
the children are like arrows and a man whose quiver is full is blessed. But in this instance, he's saying, even if you have a hundred children, you're not blessed if your soul's not filled with good and no one's there at your burial. Like you have a hundred children, none of them cared enough to come to your burial. Continuing on, verse 4. For he cometh in with vanity, and departeth in darkness, and his name shall be covered with darkness. Moreover, he hath not seen the sun, nor known anything. He, he hath more rest than the other. Yea, though he live a thousand years twice told, yet hath he seen no good. Do not all go to one place. All the labor of a man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is never filled. For what hath a wise more than a fool? What hath a poor more than knoweth to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. That which hath been named already, and is known that it is a man, Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity, what is a man the better? For who knoweth what is good for a man in this life all the days of his vain life, which he spendeth as a shadow? For who can tell a man that he shall be after him under the sun? It seems to me that Solomon is getting to the point that if there's not good in your soul, then it's there's no benefit in having a hundred kids, especially if none of them are going to care enough to come to your funeral, right? What good is it to live a thousand years if it's not if there's not good in your soul? It's all going to be misery and vanity. We labor after this world. We labor for all these things. And like we just read in the Psalms, if the thing you're laboring for and the manner in which you're laboring for, if that's not blessed by God, ordained by God, led by God, it's all for nothing. It won't satisfy and likely won't even succeed. Something I've been praying uh, for at least a year, I would say, as a regular part of my morning prayer, is simply this. God, your will be done in my life. And the reason is, is because all the time and effort that I have put in trying to make my life the way I want it to be, and the, it's all been vanity. And I've come to the realization that I'm better off just trusting God and asking him to make to make his will be done, as if I could interrupt it anyway, but asking him for his will to be done in my life and to show me what he wants me to do as opposed to me just aimlessly making efforts for no reason. And so I try to be sensitive to when... I feel like God's put up a roadblock or when he's opening a door. Because I've learned in my own life the truth 
of what's being said here in Psalm 127. I'll read those two verses just to finish and to end here again, to just so we get this in our hearts. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain, waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. I pray you've been blessed this morning. I pray that these words have spoke to you and have helped you to draw closer to him. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.